0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW revoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. In yes,
1: 646.
2: Six.
3: Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts, offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2 SB Digest, or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net.
4: Want to know more about health savings accounts for your company or yourself? Go to 2hsa.com and get a free employer's primer. Health savings accounts are a cost-effective way of offering health care benefits to your employees and yourself. HSAs build retirement funds for your employees, improve morale, and reduce your health care benefit costs. For a free employer guide to HSAs, go to 2hsa.com. That's 2hsa.com.
2: We have a wonderful program uh, in store for you tonight, and um, or today. Uh, our first guest is Dana L- Loberg. She is CEO and co-founder of Mohi, Mohi Lala, an uh, e uh, uh, marketplace for artists and studios. Uh, Dana, welcome to the program. There's someone here from seven one three. So is,
5: welcome.
4: Yes, I'm. I'm sorry. It's Angela Siebly. I'm actually the CEO of Personify Leadership, so I'm not. I'm not the guest you were just introducing.
2: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Say again who you are.
4: <laughs> I'm Angela Siebly. I am the CEO and co-founder of Personify Leadership and uh, author of the book The Courageous Leader.
2: Well, then I'm uh, glad you're with us. Ah, and here comes Dana, I, I believe. Hold on a second. Yeah, Is hi. this Dana Loberg?
5: Yeah, this is well, Dana. How are you?
2: Well, we have a very interesting program because we have two two guests on at the same time. So, we're going to have uh, uh, we're going to have a wonderful conversation because this has happened before and we'll we'll make we'll make it happen uh we're going to go back to our first guest and please ask her to repeat again who she is um because we'll we'll make it a three-way because we uh these things do work in the past so hi john my name is
4: angela seedley yeah i my name is angela seedley and i am the ceo and co-founder of a company called personify leadership and uh, author of a new book called the courageous leader
2: Okay. And what does your company do?
4: Uh, Personify Leadership is a leadership development company globally. We provide consulting, coaching, and uh, training programs for leaders across the globe.
2: Okay. Well, we're going to get to you in one minute. Um, Hold on. Now, Dana, Dana, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your company.
5: Sure. So I'm a very different business than hers, but um, I'm an, the CEO and co-founder of Emoji Lala, and we are an emoji marketplace for artists and designers all over the world to get distribution of their stickers and emojis.
2: Well, you, you're also um, uh, in some sort of uh, a laboratory or uh, 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 some sort of... Yes. Uh, yes. So we're going to... Well, we're, we're going to combine the two. This is, not, this is not the first time it's happened. So um, at, at the end of it, uh, our listeners tell us uh, they find it valuable, and so do our guests. Uh, I'm going to go back and uh, uh, talk to our first guest and ask her to tell us a little bit about her personal background before we do anything else.
4: Well, I'm actually more. I'm more interested in the other guests. Emojis. That's uh, <laughs> such an interesting trend in our world right now. Um, but no, my background is actually working with leaders, um, mostly in the workplace. So that could be uh, construction and um, hospitality, high tech, or you know healthcare. Um, I work with both, in, you know, individual leaders as well as their teams and organizations, and helping to increase their effectiveness. Specifically, you know, my focus is around helping them move to action when they would otherwise um, maybe want to stall, stop, or avoid whatever challenge might be facing them.
2: Well, 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 well Dana's Dan um, company is relatively new, so why don't we have her t- talk a little bit about her company, and, and you can chime in whenever you hear some, something you, you can help her with or uh, want to talk about, Okay.
4: Sounds
2: great. Oh, yeah, Ben,
5: so, Dana. Mm-hmm.
2: all right, from you. Tell us a little bit about yourself personally.
5: Sure. So I'm actually a, a former artist. I'm like a visual artist. And um, I've been working in Silicon Valley doing startups for a decade now. And I'm personally an emoji sender and user. I think a little bit more women use emojis than men. It's like a 60, 40%. Um, and I always found it difficult, and I felt like there was no diversity in the amount of the different types of stickers and emojis you can send. Um, so I wanted to build actually a big platform to allow artists to get distribution of their stickers in chat apps and keyboards because they don't have the 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 biz dev or technical know-how to understand how to you know build out these relationships with the chat platforms to get the distribution they need. Um, And for consumers, I wanted to have, like, more diverse stickers for women, for um, gays and lesbians, for African-Americans, for pretty much every emoji um, idea you can think of. Like, I wanted to allow people to, um, you know, build these local stickers that were important to what they were trying to express. So um, we've been doing this for about six months, and we joined the 500 Startups. Accelerator here in Silicon Valley, and we'll be launching this like in the next week or two, actually.
2: Okay. Well, well, uh, what is your uh, revenue model? How do you make money?
5: There's lots of ways we make money. Um, the first way, obviously, is we have a subscription app in Apple iMessage, so you can get an unlimited amount of emojis or are constantly refreshing um, on a daily basis. With over 12,000 emojis you can choose from for $199. Um, and we also will make money if brands and businesses, like, you know, there's the Kardashians that have their own emoji app, um, McDonald's, like pretty much a lot of the big brands and celebrities have emojis. So we can start building custom emojis for anyone that wants an emoji pack. Um, that's another revenue. And uh, we're also starting to license Emoji packs to the chat platform. So if they want a, a package, we can license it for like $500 a month. Um, so they can get more current and refreshing emoji content um, on their platform. So there's actually been like a few revenue streams for our platform, for Emoji
2: so, so in, uh, so in fact, if I wanted to create an emoji for my company, Small Business Digest, I, uh, would I come to you, and would you put out a, a request as well, or uh, and say uh, 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 and, and ask people how much it
5: would cost? Yeah. So what we do, we have two things that you can choose from. If you wanted to build a package, like one is that we host a contest, and so we tell the artists like win a thousand or five thousand dollars for building the best uh, sticker package for the digest, and then um, you'll get like. 12 to 15 different emoji packs to choose from to represent your company Um, or the second way is we would find an artist that we think would best represent kind of your brand or your style and then we would move forward with you know working with that artist to build a package for you so it would be a decision that you would make on like how you would want to have your sticker package made
2: well what's the advantage of having an emoji
5: I mean, I think there's a lot of advantages a I think that when it comes to, you know, reaching an audience in the mobile space, everyone's trying to, you know, figure out how to get their brand or business in mobile and, and distribution, because that's where people are consuming content, that's where they're chatting with their friends and family. So it's a great way as like a lead generation to bring like brand awareness uh, to any kind of company or, or person. And um, so I think, like emojis are actually valuable, and it actually can, it carries on a discussion. So if you have like news that you want to tell people, it allows people to con- converse with their with their friends around that topic and continue, you know, to 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 build your fan base. I would say.
2: Well, um, uh, but what, what makes you you unique that someone can't come in and duplicate you?
5: I mean, I think for any business you can like say like, oh, who's going to come in and do the same thing you're doing. But I think my co-founder and I are, we're second, I'm a second time entrepreneur. He's a sixth time entrepreneur. We are here in Silicon Valley. So we actually have a lot of the relationships with these distribution platforms that a lot of other people probably wouldn't have if they weren't here in San Francisco. And also like my background as an artist, I have a really good way to communicate with the existing artists around the world about, you know, how to monetize, how to leverage and, and take the data and, and make better emojis going forward. Um, so my background as actually a person who's, who's been an artist helps in you know, building the community that we are building on our platform. So I think we're a pretty unique co-founders in Moji Llama. So I, you know, I'm hoping oh. at some point there will be some competitors, but I think we're, we're kind of like first to market in a lot in, in this space.
2: Hmm. So you for his What what what's your website?
5: Uh, mojilala.com is the website, and then you can well, download right. our app in yeah, mojilala.com.
2: Will What do you spell it out?
5: M o j i l a l a dot com.
2: Hmm. Now let's turn to our first guest. You listeners, what are your immediate reactions?
4: Well, I, I really love the idea, actually, because as I think about where communication is going in the workplace, um, of course, so much of it is digital now, and emojis give us another way to express ourselves, and um, you know, in, in a digital form. Um, and so, what I really love about what Dana is sharing and what her organization is doing is not only does it give us another way to express ourselves, but it it sounds like it gives us a way to express ourselves unique to our company or our brand or our culture. Um, and I find that to be you know, central to uh, promoting whatever idea or language is valuable within an organization. Emojis is just another way to do that. Do, do I understand that correctly, Dana? They yeah, no, that's actually, 100% correct. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a real future for something like that. And it, it feels very untapped in the work that I do when I'm talking with, with organizations around, you know, defining um, their cultural statements, who they want to be, you know, when you have something like emojis, which in a digital way can express that in a consistent way, um, it's just one other form to for leaders to use to send their messages to their people.
2: Well, um, well, uh, what does an emoji uh, consist of? Uh, I'll ask Dana first. But when you, when you talk to an artist and a company wants an emoji, what do you ask them, uh, the company? And what what do, what does the art artist try to do?
5: Uh, it totally depends. So I mean, it depends on the client. Like if we have you know a Hollywood studio that wants us to make stickers for their new Batman movie, um, that's one type of of emoji package, right, that we're building for a studio. But, um, you know, it could be uh, like the inauguration, maybe like the Washington Post has a big article they're coming out with around like Trump and um, Obama, and they want us to build more of a political type of emoji package. Um, It could be really anything. I, I personally, I encourage artists that are already on our platform to, you know, build, packages that are relevant to their local um, culture so that they can really you know get down to like important issues um for their country or their city um that's kind of like how we're starting right now and then eventually you know when i really start to monetize the platform you know i'll start reaching out to more and more brands and businesses but initially i really just want to get like some unspoken topics that are out there that people are concerned about or people are interested in, you know, built so that when people are communicating, they can always find an emoji to express how they're feeling or how they're thinking in, in various topics. So we have like some sticker packs, like I as a female entrepreneur built a package for women entrepreneurs. <laughs> um, it's like 20 stickers in the package and it's all about what it's like to be a woman who's running a company. Um, and I also, you know, there's like, female stickers for a lot of the gays and lesbians that live in San Francisco or in L.A. or wherever, whichever city they're in. So it's really important that you take like underrepresented people and ideas and kind of give them a presence in our communication. And that's kind of where I started.
2: What do you think about that? Oh, I'm asking our first guest.
5: Well, I, I
4: again, I love the idea, but my head was going to some of the, you know, more recent um you know, political commentary that's going on. And I'm thinking, what would be a, you know, perfect emoji for alternative facts? And so forgive me that that's kind of where my mind went, but there, there seems to be such um, limitless possibility for, you know, what you're wanting to do. And, and again, I like the whole idea of it, that you're giving voice to something and expression to something that, you know, becomes, I would assume, eventually a part of our everyday um through digital
5: text yeah like i mean yeah i just going to say like six billion six billion emojis are sent every day which is massive and like when it comes to everyone visual communication is becoming more and more important whether it's a snap whether it's a meme um everyone's communicating using pictures videos and emojis now because it it's it enriches our communication more than it used to with like a paragraph or a long text or, you know, back in the day when you would write letters or send emails. So things that are visual are faster and quicker and funnier and wittier and more creative. And that's exactly like where our communication is going. So um, it'll just continue to get more and more creative, more and more original and more user generated going forward. I think. Yeah.
4: And, and so, Dana, I you know I think there's such an important um, element to this. I also think one of the things um, we want to always do is make sure that we continue to have some of the longer, deeper conversations that might be started by something as simple and 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 symbolic as an emoji. Um, but you know, even within, I'm thinking about my business and personified leadership. We use the metaphor of the body to talk about. Um, all the core competencies associated fundamentally with leadership. So we have the you know the heart of a leader, the eyes of a leader, the spine of a leader, the feet of a leader, and our model is, is um, very eye-catching. And to be able to distill each of those competencies and, and an emoji that just very quickly says you know what what it is we're trying to capture, what it is we're asking of our leader. You know that that fundamentally to me is is um, Demonstrative of what you're talking about and how we would use something like that in our organization and with our leaders um, to, to, you know, send a message very quickly that then later in another form can be expanded upon.
5: Right, definitely makes sense.
2: Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, we used to say that you tried to express your company by logo. Are you now saying that you should add an emoji? Uh, to uh, uh, kind of expand uh, what 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 your company is is that what I'm hearing here?
5: I mean, if you're a company, I feel like you could definitely build a package that has you know all the different expressions that people use in their daily lives, whether it's like a happy face or a sad, some kind of sad emotion or high or bye, to replace you know the the words that you would normally pr- like write out. Um, And yeah, like it's not so much about like having the logo anymore. It's more about like building a package that people can use in their daily lives when they're chatting with their friends that's somehow related to your business. And then obviously like maybe the the first image that you choose for your emoji package could be your logo or somewhere it could say your business. Um, But it's it's like way beyond just having like your logo like in the face. It's more about uh, using the conversation and language that people use the most and building an emoji package that they could use like those images to replace those words.
2: Oh, I'm I'm learning a a lot. I see emojis all the time and I've kind of ignored them. But I guess what you're telling me is that the the time to ignore ignore them has passed, that people are, are using them more and more. Am I correct?
5: Yeah, like just yesterday, Tumblr opened up Uh, filters and stickers. So people are, you know, from Snapchat to Facebook, they're adding the filters. Next is like they're adding emojis that can be like dragged and dropped into images. So everything's kind of moving into like this filter sticker um, collage of images that they're sending each other. So like I said, like the younger generation is really getting more creative and user generated content to uh, make, make images more interesting. And, and stickers are definitely a part of that as well as like filters. So um, everyone's starting to add stickers into their platforms. It's becoming like a bigger thing, but it's only just started here. So maybe you haven't noticed it or you haven't been like paying attention, but it's only like in the last few months that there's been a real surge of stickers in, in multiple chat platforms.
2: Yeah. First, tell us about your your, your website. Uh, well, people want to learn more about you before we go yeah, further.
5: So, so if you're an artist and you have a sticker pack or you'd like to build stickers, you go to creators.mojilala.com and we have um, a way to get you to sign in and you get your own dashboard and Um, You can upload your stickers and we automatically build an iMessage iMessage sticker pack for all artists. Um, Plus, you get distribution on our app. And if you're like a regular consumer, you can go to Mojilala.com, M-O-J-I-L-A-L-A. And uh, you can learn more about who we are. And um, you can also download our app through the iMessage store if you're an Apple user.
2: Well, let me turn to our first guest. Tell us a little bit about your website and how people get to, 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 to learn more about you.
4: Sure, so
5: you can actually go to my
4: author page, which is um, AngelaSiebly.com, and Siebly is S-E-B-A-L-Y. Um, and um, um, the company website is PersonifyLeadership.com, and Personify is P-E-R-S-O-N-I-F-Y. Person- the book I've written uh, around courageous leadership is actually derivative of um, the work we do at Personify. As I was mentioning, we use the metaphor the body, the spine of a leader is where we talk about the courage to move forward in the face of tough times. And the book was written to expand on the idea of what it takes to be a leader with a spine.
2: Well, what does it take to be a leader?
4: Well, it takes being willing to move to action in the face of situations or people that cause us some level of discomfort or pain. And um, most of us in any kind of role, whether it's parents, customer or leader, whenever we see something ahead that looks painful or um, just gives us some level of uh, discomfort or pain, we we like to avoid it, go around it. Um, But in that sense, when it comes to being courageous, it's moving forward um, in the face of that pain to get to the
2: results ultimately that we're looking for? Well, you, you know, uh, uh, Dana is a relatively young person uh, um, and she's um, um, starting out and doing this. What are some of the things you advise her to do uh, as she prepares to uh, lead a company's, um, what obviously is great a potential as this?
4: you know, it sounds like she's doing some of those things already that take courage. I mean, first of all, just to be an entrepreneur is, um, you know, just take the willingness to face discomfort um, and pain. And that could be, you know, looking at your life savings, that you're, um, you know, moving into a business that has absolutely no guarantee of returns. Um, It could be, you know, the sacrificing the time and energy away from, other things, whether it's your family or um, your freedom, because being an entrepreneur certainly means giving up um, a lot of the pleasures that you once experienced to be now experiencing some level of discomfort and pain with the hopes that you'll ultimately um, achieve more. And, And so it sounds like she's doing that already. The other thing she's doing that sounds very courageous is I heard her mention she's partnered with someone who has been an entrepreneur many times, um, and and partnership in of itself, whether it's you know marriage or partnership in a business, that requires a lot of courage because there's going to be discomfort and pain involved in the process of sorting out um, how do we make decisions, how do we work together, how do we how do we do A, B, and C that the business requires, um, and you know, the the willingness to lean into that rather than move away from it, that's difficult. Um, Not to mention, she's leveraging somebody who has been there and done that. So often leaders that I work with will shy away from asking for help or surrounding themselves with people who have more expertise than themselves because they want to shine. Um, And so there's an element um, in what she's doing that's very courageous, that she's willing to, you know, partner with someone who may have, some of the answers that she doesn't and may have better answers and uh, that in and of itself is um, a very courageous act so mm-hmm. i think i think she's on the right path and you know obviously and this is an important point that i talk about in the book as well whether dana and her partners succeed in this venture or not is ultimately not the measure of her courage and her success um because when we do something that we believe in um courageously it doesn't necessarily mean we're guaranteed success, but it does mean we will move forward, whether that's our professional growth, our personal growth, um, and hopefully, and most of the time it does mean um, financial growth as well, um, but that may not necessarily always be what comes with it.
2: Wow. that's terrific. You know, our next guest um, is, is one of the co-founders of Bivi, uh which is, a a water-cooled company, but they have a study about what what makes millennium, Millenniums happier in the workplace. And since we have a Millenniums uh, already on board, and Dana, we have you who are an expert. I want to bring him on board and uh, uh, have you listen to some of the things um, uh, his survey discovered and also comment. Do you, do you have time to stay on and listen and work with
5: us? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
2: frank lee is our next guest Um, there we go we're going to make him live frank welcome to the program hi Dom. how's it
1: going thanks for having me on
2: well we have a very interesting panel um it turned out to be a panel today and then uh i think you're going to add even more to it uh your company bivy um uh, has a new survey out about uh what make, why Millennium's uh, choose companies they do. And I thought uh, since uh, uh, Dana Longberg, Loberg uh, is CEO of uh, Millennium Company, um, it might be uh, helpful to our audience for you to uh, tell us a little bit about the survey, and then we all talk together. How's that? Yeah, sounds good okay frank the floor is yours tell us what what your survey um, discovered
1: sure um so so the idea of the survey really stemmed from our 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 own company internally um as don had mentioned our our company bevy um, our product is a smart office water cooler that lets you customize flavor and sparkling beverages Uh, with with healthy flavors. Um, So during one of our product and marketing research, we're trying to figure out who exactly were our so-called super users. Um, So we did a pretty extensive study ourselves among our existing customers. And what we found that our super users are users that use the machine three or more times a day. And these folks just tend out to be um, what we describe as office millennials. Um, So uh, from the age between 22 and 35, um, pretty evenly spread out between male and female. So we found that our, our super users are, are millennials, and we took then we took one step further. Uh, we thought wouldn't it would be interesting to basically create a survey and and and, and use use the data to help um, these decision makers around offices that make decisions on budgets, uh beverage budgets, and particularly getting a bevvy. And, and and sort of empower them with this data to justify on 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 investing in perks uh, in, internally. Um, so when we did the when we did the study, uh, we, we all know that to some extent perks are important to millennials. But what we want to find out is to what extent. Um, so we got some interesting data. Everything from you know more than one in twenty millennials will actually take a smaller smaller salary for for more perks at the office. Um, but, but what, what we really found is that it's not necessary, like having the latest and greatest perks, um, like ping pong tables or limited vacation days or massage, uh, on demand massage in the office, but, but, but it's really investing in like the right perks. Um, so what we found was, you know, 39% of millennials, um, would be happier with just free food and drink. Um, and, and, and particularly. Uh, if you think about on, on a beverage side, which is obviously um, related to our product, um, we, we, we know that by staying hydrated, it, it could increase um, employee productivity by 14%. Um, so it, it's incredibly important to, to not just provide a water option, but to provide a hydration option that people will, will, will use. So what, what we found is like a lot of folks think water is a, a little bit boring. Um, so we like to think that Bevy brings a little excitement, just add one percent of the excitement, uh, make their days one percent better um, by adding, you know, ways to customize flavors or sparkling beverages, um, and, and, and then finally, the 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 study shows that you know it's we the the, food, the free food and drinks are great, um, but sustainability is, is actually a very important part of uh, for, for millennials, um, so you know we found that twenty five percent of millennials um, said that having a some sort of sustainability initiative at their workplace is important. So sort of to wrap all, all this up um, by providing free food and drinks uh, it's It's even more important it's It's important as important for millennials that you know these free food and drinks are done in a more sustainable ways. Uh, so for example, maybe like uh, sustainable packaging for the food, or for us, you know, bevy eliminates the bottles and cans. Um, from from bottled beverages, um, so so yeah, we we were pleasantly surprised to uh, find, find uh, to find out how the survey turned out.
2: Well, now we have an impromptu uh, panel. Does anybody want to comment what Frank just said?
5: I mean, I can Dana, I can speak on on our behalf. Like, I feel here in Silicon Valley, like everyone. <laughs> Everyone's a millennial here. There's always like a lot of, a lot of young entrepreneurs and um, everywhere I work, there's always been like free food, free drinks. And obviously when you go to companies like Google and Facebook, you know, Facebook is modeled after uh, a university. I think he modeled after Stanford. So you feel like you're literally on a college campus still as you walk around. Um, and they have like insane like menus and dinners and like every cuisine you could possibly think of for free um, for everyone who works there and visits and obviously you go to google and they have they cut your hair in the parking lot like you literally i think you could like live 24 7 on the google campus and not have like and get more perks than if you lived like in a city So um, I totally think that all the tech companies at least really try to make their employees happy, um, especially the younger employees who you know want to work hard and and stay longer at their job. Um, so they try to make them as comfortable as, as possible, and I think it works. It works for the, the companies that are really providing for the millennials and the younger generation that wants um, these small perks that are actually really important to their lifestyle and. Uh, the employees seem to be happy here with these. So um, I just think it's like a new model that's been evolving. Yeah.
2: Dana, do you want to say anything? You're a young millennium.
5: Um, I, I mean, I definitely understand. Like, I think that Americans, you know, we work way more hours than any other country in the world. And I don't even remember the last time I worked an eight hour hour work week. I think in general, most people work at least 10 because we're super connected to our phones, our emails, the computer. Um, And because we're working so much and so hard, I think that we deserve to have like these small perks uh, at our jobs because of the amount of time that we're spending at them. Um, And I think that I really appreciate you know the bosses and the people who, uh, who understand that and, and are willing to provide the small things that make me happy. Um, so, yeah, that's my opinion about it.
2: Well, you know, uh, I'm the oldster of this group, I'm sure. But I look <laughs> at it. I don't. Uh, I don't know if any of you uh, have ever been on an assembly line, and uh, 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 and even in this uh, enlightened time. Uh, you know, places like that um, do not offer the amenities we're talking about. And uh, perhaps that's one of the reasons why millennials don't go there. But that's where, if President uh, Trump is correct, where the jobs will be uh, created o- over the next uh, four years. But um, what does that mean? Um, you know, there are jobs like the assembly line uh, uh, where you you don't have that. Um, um, the ability to provide all of those things. What do you do then?
5: I mean, what I I I most about, about, yeah. With the assembly line jobs, like there there, there are like blue collar people out there that don't have, like, this is a skill and and something that people maybe in technology don't want to do. So there's always going to be jobs out there like the assembly line or, collecting fruits and vegetables that will that someone is willing to do to get the minimum wage to survive um and then of course like you're not you're talking like an hourly job you're not talking like the 16 or 18 hour work you know work day um what i do worry about though in these assembly line jobs is that you know we're getting more into robots and ai and eventually these jobs will will be done by machines so these aren't this is like a fast Fixed, but it's not like a long term um, occupation, I would say for people. Um, So I know like Trump is maybe trying to bring back jobs in the assembly line to build cars um, and businesses that have been moved out over overseas. But uh, eventually, like those jobs won't last forever either.
2: That's a very good comment, Frank, you were about to say something.
1: Oh no, I, 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 I you know, I, I can only speak from my experience. So, so actually, I started my career in, in, in a plant, um, so assembly line of some some sort. I was actually working in a uh, paper plant that made uh, uh, paper towels. Um, so I, I'm I'm quite familiar with the factory type of surroundings. Um, I think for me at that time, um, uh, obviously we, we we didn't have the perks that um, some of these tech companies um, have. But what really motivated me during that time of my life was that in 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 the factory setting, for the most part, um, if you come in, um, it, 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 well, caveat is if you come in as an engineer, um, they, they do give you a lot of responsibilities. Um, so I feel like my 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 personal experience in the factory um, as a new college grad was that you know I learned the basics of what it means to be a team player, what it means to be a leader. Um, so that, that was my motivation on, um, on, 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 on a daily basis in terms of my career, uh, working in a factory.
4: Yeah, and, wow. and I'd like to share, this is Angela again, I'd, I'd like to share a little bit of my thoughts on that too, is because I think regardless of whether we're talking about um, working in a factory, working in a high-tech company, uh, working in a bar, I, what, what we know about employees is that they all have different needs and wants. And motivations, and so if we can, I think it's spending enough time to be able to tap into whatever it is it might be for for that particular group of people or for that individual, and in some way provide them um, with the perks or the tangibles that make sense and matter to them. You know, it, maybe um, maybe it's it's, it's just something something as simple as being able to have some level of control over something in my environment that I didn't otherwise have. Um, and that's kind of difficult when you're on an assembly line because you know, you're, you've got one thing coming at you after another and your day starts and stops at a certain time, but what can we empower this person with? What can we teach them? What can we give them that would be motivating and inspiring to them? Um, and what I heard one of the, the individuals here just say is you know, I, I'm education, I'm learning, I've got a career path ahead of me. And I know that that is something that's important to millennials, just as it is anyone, is that I know I have a future bigger than where I'm at today. And what does my company do to figure out how to help me attain that?
2: Wow, that's another good. Dana, you're a millennial. What what really motivates you to do what you're doing now?
5: Um, I mean, I made the transition from, you know, being an employee to building my own company. Uh, and I think what really motivated me to make that transition, which was a difficult one to make, because obviously you, you get rid of your paycheck and and all the securities that come with it. When you go to build your own company is that I would, I was just mentally bored in normal jobs. Like I feel, um, I just, I I felt like there was something bigger and greater that I could be doing. And obviously when you build your own business, you get to choose what you get to work on. Um, And, and for me personally, I'm not motivated by money. So um, having a normal job and those securities wasn't that important to me. And so finding out what was important is really what motivated me to start my own companies and really, you know, build something that I thought was making a big impact on our futures in technology. that's, that's like my number one motivation.
2: Mm. Uh, Frank, you, you've got my curious, how does your product work?
1: Yeah, sure. So all, all the machines are connected to the tap water line. And we take tap water, we filter it, we flavor it, and we we add carbonation to it at the point of use. Um, so it, in so our, our, our company's mission is, is really to eliminate the waste from the bottle beverage supply chain. And you think about it, um, the waste from, from the supply chain is not really just the disposable bottles and cans, although that is definitely wasteful, but it's actually tr- using fuel and transport full bottles of beverages across the country to be sold um, from point A to point B. Um, so so by by having our machine connected to the tap water line, we really eliminate a lot of that and, and fulfills our uh,
2: our, fulfills our sustainability mission well um I, I if i go to my local modes and some other uh, uh burger kings etc there's there's a machine that allows me to um uh, concoct any one of 56 different combinations is that is your machine based similar to that or um is, is it individual cans or how does it work i'm just sure uh, uh, uh
1: yeah, sure. Uh, so, so, Tom, if you were to walk in front of a bevy machine, you'll you'll you'll, you'll see a, a nicely designed interface. You'll, you'll see a touch screen um, with, with four different flavors, plus just the water options. Um, you can make each of these flavors with sparkling water or still water, and you can actually adjust your flavor strength from uh, weak, medium to strong. Um, and it's, it's really easy. And, you know, we, we, we picked out four flavors for you to choose from, and you just press one button and it starts dispensing immediately. Um, one, of the, one of the important things about our brand is that uh, we do take health um, quite seriously uh, as a big part of our brand. So our flavors are either zero-cal, unsweetened, or organically sweetened, and and we absolutely sh- don't use high fructose corn syrup. Um, so you know you, you 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 can trust that you're you're staying hydrated. But if you choose one of our flavor options, that we we definitely. Um, pay a lot of attention
2: to the type of things that we put into our flavors. Hmm. We, uh, we've we had an impromptu panel. We, we've had some, uh, I, I think, fascinating. Uh, uh, someone sent an email across my desk saying, uh, uh, a, a, a different panel, but, uh, but quote, uh, interesting combination. And I, I wanna thank you. So uh, starting <laughs> with our first guest, whose uh, name I keep, um, uh, slipping my mind, please tell us again, your name, your your book, which uh, 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 I'm, I'm sure is going to be fascinating. It hasn't arrived yet, uh, so I can't answer to it, and how people can reach you.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's Angela Siebley, and the book is The Creative Leader, How to Face Any Challenge and Lead Your Team to Success, and um, you can you can go to my author page at www.angelaseebly.com, S-E-B-A-L-Y. Um, or you can go to Personified Leadership, which is um, our leadership development company. And either way, you can pre-order your book. The book comes out in March. It's being published by Wiley, and we're excited to get it in the hands of um, as many leaders as possible.
2: Well, Dana, tell us some, um, uh, uh, I know you've educated me uh, far far more, so please tell us a little bit more about yourself and how people can reach you.
5: Sure, so uh, my name is Dana Loberg, and you can reach me at uh, dana at Mojilala, com, which is my personal email for work. Um, and you can also go to our website mojilala.com to learn more about our platform and uh, how to download the app to get unlimited amount of emojis to send to your friends and family.
2: And finally, Frank, uh, your company again, where people can uh, get copies of, of that, the study?
1: Of course. Um, so our, our website is www.bevi.co. So um, you could check out the study. Uh, it's, it's one of our blog posts at blog.bevi.co. Um, and if you're interested in getting a Bevi, check out our website and there's, there's plenty of uh, information for you to look through. Um, and then send us a, uh, a request and we can create a, a custom quote for your company. Angela,
2: Dana, and Frank, th- thank you t- uh, today. Um, uh, you, you've made uh, this program really one of the more interesting ones we've had in, in uh, several months. Thank you. Uh-huh. And I hope all three of you come back. Come back, Especially everyone. you, Angela, because uh, I uh, really want to get more into your book. And uh, Dana, we really wish you good luck. Um, you know what they said? More uh, new businesses were started by women than men last year, and uh, you're one of the reasons. And finally, Frank, thank, oh, thank you, you so much for joining. Thank you, sir. Joining us. Thank
1: you. Thank you all. Yeah, Have a good you. day. Good. Have a good one. You too. you
3: too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience and profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways.